Hi, this is Carl Nicholson. Welcome to Wisdom's Echo, Raging Gates Daily Podcast. For today's insight, I'd like to talk about Joseph. On the first first podcast I did, I talked about the greatest soft attribute, uh, special operations forces, and the greatest attribute that helps guys at the highest levels being trust. <clears throat> and whereas there, there's a common level of skill and knowledge and understanding that all guys attain and in in, in ladies attain in special operations, uh, trust is the, the, the variable and the determining factor of the 1%. And what I'd like to suggest as, I, as we discuss Joseph's lives and go talking about the, the 1% that operate at the highest level because of trust, I'd like to suggest to you that the reason for this is because in our Father's kingdom, <clears throat> we are the one percent. Um, as we've heard Ian talk about before, we uh, we are the ones super positioned, as it were. Uh, I believe that's a quantum term, but we're the ones super positioned, and we are we are the one percent um, in our Father's kingdom. And I think, you know, there's some patterns in um, special operations and operating at the highest level that is similar to that. And that's where um, can draw a lot of these thoughts from. But I'd like to look at the life of Joseph today and specifically how um, him being superpositioned, how him being the 1% was worked out in his life and, and it became on earth as it was in heaven. <clears throat> because that's what we're after. We're after executing this thing and, and being the 1%, not only on the inside, not only in our father's eyes and but also to walk this thing out with the dominion in all in all of the realms that he's called us to walk in. Looking at the life of Joseph, <clears throat> he had a pretty tough life. Um, I, it's hard to even relate, honestly, in some aspects, special op, special operations to him because of how he responded and how well he did everything. But he was definitely in the one percent. The first thing, you know, one of the first things we know about him. Um, we see in his early life, we know he was, you know, loved of his father. He was a dreamer. He is uh, one of the sons of Jacob. But we see that early on, his brothers, <clears throat> his brothers sold him. They betrayed him. Um, and it later it talks about uh, when they were standing, when the brothers were standing before Joseph in Egypt, and they didn't recognize him. I believe it was Reuben mentioned how did you not see the distress in the boy's soul when when we delivered him? over to um, the Egyptians. Um, just the distress, the betrayal of his soul when he was given away by his brothers or, or left, you know, the first plan was to leave him for dead. Um, it's hard to imagine going through that sort of trauma and overcoming, even going through it at all. But the first thing we know about Joseph is, you know, that's one of the first things is he he overcame that. He was sold into Egypt, went into Potiphar's house, and we don't hear we don't hear one way or another. What we hear is that Hashem was with him, God was with him, and he became head in Potiphar's house and just took care of everything um, because of the excellence that was on him, because of the way he responded to the situations he was put in. See, I'd like to suggest that in Special operations is all volunteer. You know, we in the way the military works in the United States, 
it's an all volunteer service. So, but you sign a contract, you're in. Well, special operations, you you volunteer for it, and you can leave at any time. You can go back to the regular service, um, but it is a volunteer thing. But after after volunteering, there's basically a series of opportunities that present themselves, and how someone responds to those opportunities um, determines how successful they are. And through those opportunities, that is where people gain skill, they gain knowledge, they gain experience, and ultimately, hopefully, trust. So Joseph's life was life was the same. He he, you know, he, horrible situation happened to him, but he didn't volunteer for that one. But he was he was thrown into that. But what he did was he made the best of his opportunities because we see him um, just being who he was and who he was obviously was living in dominion and he was able to able to take over in Potiphar's house. One of the next things we see is that even though he was doing the right thing, he he was presented with another situation. Even though he he overcame the the betrayal um and lived in dominion, he was now fell into another situation where he was framed up to be the bad guy <clears throat> and you know, we know Potiphar's wife was enticing him daily. Uh, trying to lay with him and she waited one day till no one's in the house and he's he fears God and one day she catches him in the house and tries to and he he has a fear of God and runs off and leaves his coat with her as she grabbed him and what she did was she you know took his coat to Potiphar and said look created a lie um, a story this is what happened Um, it's his wife so of course he's going to believe her it's believable because she has evidence right there even though it's false evidence it reminds me of Revelation where it says the Antichrist will do false signs and wonders. I mean, it's a it's an amazing thing that the lie that was presented to Potiphar and that he... Why wouldn't he believe it? I mean, it's so believable. Um, and so Potiphar had Joseph thrown in jail. And, you know, I could just see the conversation with Potiphar and Joseph. You know, I trusted you. You... I kept I kept nothing from you except this and you know I can see this is why you were sold this is why your brother sold you into Egypt you're you know you're you're just a deceptive person you are doing everything you you're using your skill and your knowledge and experience all for personal gain and you know this was your attempt to who knows take over my house and to take you know my possession um and so he threw him in jail we, we know that because of what is written that Joseph didn't do that. He ran off, <clears throat> but he was still thrown in jail. And so as he's sitting time in jail, it says his feet were hurt with fetters. Um, so, but what we see next is that Joseph obviously was not living in defeat and feeling sorry for himself and feeling like a victim because <clears throat> of, again, this serious circumstance that happened to him that wasn't his fault. What we see is him living in dominion. And this is why you see that the, the Pharaoh had, uh, threw his baker and his cupbearer in prison, right. And in there with Joseph and Joseph asked, you see, Joseph asked them, he said, what's wrong with you guys? What, why do y'all look so downcast? Um, so he also, he obviously was not a victim to the point to where he could see other people and what's going on in their life. I just, I find that extremely fascinating and amazing, um, character of Joseph to, to not only first get betrayed by his family, but then, you know, 
he overcomes that and he lives in excellence and he does the right thing and lives in dominion and he that that opens a door for him to run Potiphar's house and he's doing the right thing. He's just continuously doing the right thing over and over. And then he gets framed up, thrown in jail again. And now all you see is him not changing the path he's on. He is, he, he's living in dominion of what he can control. And I think that is one of the, the secret <clears throat> ingredients to living as the 1% and to walking into the destiny that Yahweh has called us into. It's by, it's by controlling what we control. It, it's, you know, <clears throat> Yeshua is the Lord of Lords. It's, it's having dominion over our own selves, over our own souls, our own bodies, being Lords over ourselves <clears throat> and committing that Lordship to Yeshua HaMashiach, to committing, letting Jesus be the Lord of Lords that he is, that is his position to be. And Joseph is doing that. You see him doing that. Um, it says, it says the word of the Lord tested him. And Joseph had no idea how this story is going to end. Although we know how it ends. Uh, those, those two guys had a dream. They, one thing, good thing happens to one. One bad thing happens to another. Um, the, the cupbearer goes back to serving Pharaoh. Time passes. Who knows how long it was? A month, six months, a year, two years. And, um, he remembers Pharaoh had a dream. God gave him a dream. Pharaoh had a dream. Um, the cupbearer said, oops, I remember. I, it was, there was a guy who can tell dreams and he's, he was in jail with me and I was supposed to say something and I didn't. Oops. So Pharaoh hastily had him brought, it says, and uh, brought him before Pharaoh. He told him his dream and all of a sudden, in a moment, Joseph is is exalted, justified, taken out of out of the prison, out from where his feet were being hurt with fetters, from where no trust was really given to him, whether any external trust was given to him, he still lived as a person trustworthy. And and unbeknownst to anybody in the whole nation, God justified him. And and God brought him out of there. And now he stands for Pharaoh. And, and we see Joseph going on to have dominion over the whole land of Egypt, only under Pharaoh. And in Psalms 105, it says, it says he bound their princes at will. He lived in, he had that much power in the nation of Egypt that it says he bound their princes at will. What a, what a, what a powerful position. The only way, the only way Joseph could do that was life present was by living in, in dement, constant dominion over himself and you know taking every opportunity that came his way to do the right thing to make to make the right decision and not worry about what it looks like on the outside he controlled what he could control he did the right thing um you know and i've always been interested that you don't see that it's not written in the bible that Potiphar finally understood that Joseph didn't do anything wrong. And, you know, so when it comes to justification, I think this is one thing we have to kind of, we have to get over as sons is that, you know, the foundation of Yahweh's throne is justice and righteousness. And he is a just God and he, he will justify us. But that justification doesn't necessarily look like 
what we think it'll look like. Um, you know, it's always, always want to be told you were right. You know, like you, you did do this or you didn't do this, whatever it was, I was right. But that's not, that doesn't seem to be, Yahweh doesn't seem to be interested on just saying you were right, but he is interested in us being right. And he's interested in us doing the right things. And and as long as we do those things, he, he, the, the destiny that he's called us to will be fulfilled. And we will find ourselves in that position of power. As long as we were remain faithful to, to what we know and control what we control and walk in dominion over what we can walk in dominion over. Uh, today, you know, on the, uh, on the way to work, you know, closing out, what, what does it look like? I think I, I was listening to the song, how great thou art a while ago. And I was just weeping, um, because with my whole soul and my whole life, the, I, I believe that I achieved greatness today. I believe that I did the greatest thing I could ever do. And the greatest thing I've ever done today is stand before the presence of Yahweh and to sing with all my might, my God, how great thou art. My soul sings, then sings my soul, my Savior, God to thee, how great thou art. That is the opportunity that I can control today and where I can stand in dominion. And I want to carry that dominion in everything I do and in everywhere I go and trust for the, the justification and the positioning that Yahweh will take care of everything in its time. And that as long as I respond to these opportunities that, that come along, each one, each one, each one, every single one, uh, we will be positioned on earth as it is in heaven and our Father's kingdom as the 1% walking this thing out. God bless you all. Shalom.